everybody. Welcome to the second helping of the weekly dish. It's been a while since we've brought you a second helping, but today is a real fun one. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are here. We are recording via Zoom and we are here with our friend Dominic uh, Giuliani, who is representing Confetti Wines. And Dominic, these are like the most fun looking wines <laughs> ever. Yes, I, I uh, would totally agree with that. Uh, unpretentious and uh, very recognizable. Yeah, the whole label, it's like the confetti sweet red, the white, the grapefruit. This is like this kind of fun wine experience that I feel like is so like geared towards the millennial consumer Tell us a little bit about how you guys decided to package and put together this wine brand. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think, Stephanie, you hit it right on the head. A package that really is attractive to the new millennial, if you will, the up-and-coming uh, wine drinker. And traditionally speaking, the company I work for, we represent a lot of Italian wines, French wines. And you have to have a PhD to decide what you're going to drink or what's in the bottom. Right. So our ownership met um, and developed and created a easy drinking, fun, attractable uh, label and product that kind of is beginning to end all encompassing. So it's uh, uh, refreshing to see. Uh, a package and product such as this. Who do you, who do you think when you think about this wine, we talked about millennials, but it also looks like it's geared towards women and like girl events and, and brunches and book clubs and that sort of thing. Is that correct? Uh, I, I would say a hundred percent there. Um, but if somebody out of that realm, you mentioned, is is looking for something a little bit on the sweeter side that has a very, very good balance to it. Uh, I won't discount any of the other groups as well. Do you think that, so, you know, we're talking about the kinds of wine you guys have, you know, the pink rosé, I think is really fun. You know, sweet grapefruit, all the rest. Do you think rosé is, I mean, do you think there is an end to the fascination with rosé? Because I don't, I can't actually quite find one. And it feels like the rosé is going to take over all wine consumption. So, Stephanie, uh, uh, you aren't wrong with that (laughs) statement. Over the last, uh, let's say, six years, traditional, and notice I say traditional rosé has been on a um, very large trajectory, growing at double-digit growth. However, the specific product we're talking about is, it does say rosé on the label, but it's not a traditional uh, French style or dry style rosé. This is a sweet pink. So, um, nothing dry about it. Uh, nothing like the category I just mentioned. It's, uh, it's, uh, has a wide range of consumers that would, uh, enjoy this product. So what are the grapes? I mean, like, do you, it doesn't seem like you guys worry too far about the grapes you're using. Is it most, are they all blends or, you know, do you have any sort of a perspective on which Italian grapes are better than not? Sure, sure. Um, so it's predominantly Merlot based with other proprietary Italian grape varieties, uh, within each, um, 
uh, skew you have there, in addition to two flavors you mentioned, the peach and the grapefruit, which have uh, natural fruit flavoring added to them. Uh, but to say about Italy, they have right around 1,200 plus grape varieties. Uh, so uh, we use that term proprietary blend to allow uh, room for consistency and quality throughout the years to come. Sure, sure. So Stephanie was treating her office to a little cocktail hour, happy hour, as it were, to try these wines. Steph, what kind of feedback did you get? Well, I just think that we had, um, you know, people were very kind of interested in in the, you know, just the celebratory factor, for sure. And I think that that's kind of these wines to me seem to be not only just the name, but, you know, the idea of like, you're going to crack one open and it's got like, um, you know, just kind of a, a light. It doesn't take itself too seriously, obviously. And that's a very big key. I think when people are thinking about happy houring and moving on, I wouldn't, you know, these are a little sweet for my palate. This is just a, totally a personal thing, but yet, you know, and I, we had a lot of mentions of like, I would actually make, put these into maybe a cocktail. Like Hanson and I both have a very big, you know, take your wine and make a cocktail out of it, sort of a vibe. And that's what I thought these had a great opportunity for that. Do you see that a lot, John? Is that a thing that people often do? Yeah. So as the world gets more diverse and uh, I'm sure you both know the term mixology, mixology has uh, grown by leaps and bounds. And we have an array of mixologists uh, within our market here in Minnesota that are fantastic and uh, award winners throughout the country, but specifically talking about this product, um, and uh, I get the question a lot, well, it's too sweet. And, you know, being a sales professional, I kind of, you know, start uh, engaging with them more. And I said, okay, well, have you ever tried making a cocktail? Like you said, uh, Stephanie, otherwise some other uh, awesome applications would be to, because this is 5% alcohol, you can take uh, either one of the four uh, varieties, if you will, put them in an ice cube tray and freeze it and uh, make a vodka tonic, a gin tonic, and use that as a um, slow melt ice cube to add dynamics to the cocktail, a little bit of flavoring that's not too overpowering. So there are a host of applications, and one I personally uh, just experimented with, uh, I'm a big griller smoker, very uh, novice, but I go to my fridge, I didn't have apple juice, a traditional basting method for a pork shoulder, pork butt. And I look in my sample bag and I had a bottle of confetti sweet pink rosé. And I started basting the uh, pork shoulder in it over the course of eight hours, once per hour. And by God, everyone that tried it said, this is uh, restaurant quality. And I... Oh, uh, Yep, yep. It, it was quite quite humbling and made me feel uh feel really good. So I was thinking it would be a good wine to use if you were gonna make sangria. So, you know, if sangria is traditionally a, a wine, a lot of times there is a simple syrup or another liqueur that's added to it to give it the sweetness and then obviously the fruit. So I was thinking, particularly the grapefruit version of trying to put some kind of a um, sangria option together, because I think that would really lend itself well to the product. Yeah, yeah by all means. And, um, you know, a sangria, 
with fresh product would be excellent. Or if you uh, were doing a party like Stephanie and maybe had too much leftovers, too many leftovers, you can make a sangria out of that. And with sangria, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the ability to make it sweeter or less sweet is all within uh, your control. So the, the, the options are quite uh, wide. Where are you currently selling confetti wines? Uh, we're in about 350 accounts across the state of Minnesota. Um, That's a and lot. Growing, yes, growing rapidly. Um, we recently launched this brand, so it's fresh this year, fresh uh, to the Minnesota market and actually the country. And uh, we're growing uh, exponentially. Um, I check, you know, the, the fun facts of numbers and uh, all that stuff daily. And it's on a uh, freight train moving in a very fast direction. Sure. <laughs> what do you think is the reason for that? Is it because it's kind of a different product or are you guys really doing a lot of sampling? How do you stand out with a new product in a wine store? There's so many. Uh, that is a beautiful question. And thank you for asking me. The one, uh, response I will give you, do we have, uh, you know, an hour and a half to really get in the nitty gritty of, uh, how to launch a new brand? Uh, you know, Cliff Note, no version is, uh, and I, I'm a very simple individual is, um, you know, load the wine bag and present it. And from there, you know, we look at, uh, is it in the store? Is it in a good uh, position? Uh, do we have all those factors to help uh, bring eyes to a new brand? But uh, to answer the question about tastings, the team uh, at our distributorship is really tasting a lot. Uh, I think we've done 40 in the last month and a half. Wow. Uh, so a lot of in-store tastings and there is uh, billboards throughout uh, the city as well. So uh, confetti, confetti is really becoming popular. Yeah. So we've got a sweet red, we've got a peach, we've got a grapefruit, we've got a white. And I just really am excited about this new variant in wine, as it were, because it's a sweeter version. It'll appeal to a whole different group of people, maybe be an entry or a gateway wine for some people. Not unlike you know, like some of the Trulies and the Seltzers were sort of gateways for malt beverage folks. Mm -hmm. um, and I can also see mixing this with some of those types of products too. Have you seen that at all? We would call that a absolute yes, a dual purchase and highly, <laughs> uh, highly encourage that uh, on all fronts from our uh, uh, package store partners to our distributors, to ourselves. We love, love, love dual purchases. All right. I love it too. So Seth, thanks for putting on the happy hour for Dominic. Dominic yeah, no, it was widely received. We had no leftovers. I'll tell you that. All, All right. right. That's a good party. Thanks for being our guest as the second helping of the weekly dish, Dominic. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Dom. Thank you both so much. Have a wonderful day and talk soon. All right. Okay. We'll see you soon.